So, okay, uh, so we'll start with the first question. Uh, like, you were born in Grinnell, right? No. No. No, I'm Where not. Were you born? I was born in Iowa City. Okay, how did you end up in Grinnell? Like, what's, let's start with the story of kind of how you ended up here. Yeah, um, my parents, I was born in Iowa City, and then my parents had the opportunity to buy this restaurant uh, off of my great uncle, Sam, who's him and my grandpa um, founded Polly Ice. Um, so, yeah, they had the opportunity to buy it, so they did, and we moved here in 89, and I was born in 85, so. So you're about four years old. Yeah, and it was, I was actually, uh, like three and a half-ish. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I remember, we actually lived in West Branch, which is just, it's like where Herbert Hoover was born, the president. Um, so... I remember living there a little bit, and like I used to spend a lot of time at my grandma's too, who lives in Iowa City. Um, so I remember remember that a little bit, but pretty much just remember Grinnell. Okay, so what was it like growing up in Grinnell? Oh, it was it was awesome. I mean, there was definitely times where you'd want to uh, scoot out of town and like get, you know get with your friends and go other places and stuff. But shoot, you could ride your bike anywhere. I mean, I that's the whole beauty of living in Grinnell is. I can get anywhere. I mean, like going to Walmart is like, it's, it's hard for me because it's so far, but it's not far, you know, it's not far <laughs> at all, but I, I couldn't live in a big city. There's no way. Okay. So you would choose Grinnell or like a small town like Grinnell. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Grinnell too, you know, look at, look at all the diversity in Grinnell. I mean, you have the college, you have farmers, you have, you know, you have one, one spectrum to the other, you, have, you know. Do you see a lot of diversity with, uh, within the, the restaurant? Yeah, absolutely. We get a we have a ton ton of college people come in, um, um, ton of like town town type people. Um, you know, all sorts of all over the spectrum. So. Do you think there's like a dynamic? Um, like, does it change like from table to table, or is it all just people who want pizza? I think it's all people who want pizza. Really, I mean, um, there's not many people who don't like pizza. You know, I always give people a hard time. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really like pizza. That's probably why you don't see me in there. It's like, what is wrong with you? You know, like, how do you not like, who doesn't like pizza? But, um, you know, there are some people like dietary restrictions. So, you know, they like with tomato sauce and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, we, we offer so much other stuff though. It's you know, like sandwiches in Boston and stuff. So. Do you guys think your menu like kind of caters to the diversity of like dietary issues or um, restraints or restrictions or preferences? We have a lot of vegans kind of get mad at us because we don't have vegan options, which I mean, that's hard. That's a tough one. Yeah. Vegan is very difficult. Yeah. And I feel, you know, I, I feel for them. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, that is a choice, but, uh, for other people with dietary restrictions, like I feel sorry for them. I mean, that would suck not to eat cheese or dairy, you know, I mean, and that, that would just, that'd be hard. So. Okay. So, okay. So let's talk about what was it like growing up, um, with your parents owning this restaurant? It was fun. Um, I can remember them, you know, working a lot, you know, right in the beginning and stuff. And then once I got a little bit older, I think they got a little more established and could calm down a little bit and be, be home more. But I mean, Ever since pretty much I was in the hide or grasshopper, I've been running around up here and playing hide and seek and having little hiding spots and forts. You know, I can remember when riding riding my bike uh, 
are walking over to Video Land that used to be like where Gamers was, and now they're putting in that hair of the dog place. Right. Um, so I, I remember going to Video Land when it was over there and getting movies, and then we'd like me and my brother would watch them in the in the office. Like my mom had a little VCR set up, and so it was kind of like before tablets and stuff. You know, now kids just have tablets or get on a cell phone or something. So we went and rented movies all the time. Um, went to Cunningham Drug all the time. I can remember uh, Dave Hamilton came in. I don't know if you knew Dave. Um, he was an insurance, had an insurance agency. It'd be like Bob Hamilton's dad. Okay, so he like knew everyone. He was like the biggest Hawkeye fan ever. Um, not only just knew everyone in town, but knew like everyone in Iowa, I swear to God. Uh, but anyway, so he came in one morning, and I, I don't know what I was doing. Probably just running around with my head cut off, goofing around as a kid. And he says, hey, do you want to go have a Candyland? And I said, a, a Candyland? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And he says, he just looked over at my dad, and he goes, you have never taken this kid to go get a Candyland down at Cunningham Drug? And he like, I thought he was really mad, but he was just putting on a show. And so we went down, he took me down, down the alley to the left, right around the corner on 4th Ave, down to Cunningham's, and we got a Candyland. And I just had one yesterday up at actually the Candyland station. But, you know, so just like fun stuff like that. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was a little, I remember I'm working a lot, being up here all the time, um, eating pizza all the time. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of work for him to get established. Even though, you know, Paul has been here since I think 65. So, okay. you know, it just kind of change your, change your hands. So, um, like when did you start like actually working here? In June of 2000. Okay. How I mean, old were you? It's 14. 14. what did you, what'd they have you do? Uh, I did dishes. Um, I came in every once in a while and helped my mom do some prep. Like she used to do all the spaghetti sauce, all the veggies for the spaghetti sauce. So we'd come in and do that. So us prepping onions and all that good stuff, you know. Um, and that was fun. I mean, I loved, loved to work uh, as a kid. And then um, like my actual job at nights and stuff was doing dishes and busting tables. So start from the bottom, go up. But Pre that, so that would have been the su the summer after my eighth grade year is when I started, and I begged to start before that, but I but they you know they told me you know, of course you know typical like you got the rest of your life to work you know you don't need to sit there and and, and work your tail off of that that early of an age. So but, they'd try to slow you down. Oh yeah, they, of course you know, and I I'm thankful for it. I wanted to go run around and do you know stuff in the summer go swimming all the time and stuff like that but uh i do remember begging them along with begging them to work but i can remember i begging my mom to bring me up here to the restaurant and so i do dishes so i they put me they like put uh flip over glass racks so they could stack me up so i could sit there and spray the dishes <laughs> off <laughs> so i remember doing that and of course you know i'd run like I mean, I can just remember throwing a fit about it. And so I'd come up and I'd run like four or five racks of dishes and I was like, ah, this is too much work, I'm done. <laughs> you know, you're over it. So then we'd just go back home. But yeah, it was, it was fun. I've just always wanted to work here. 
It's so, fun. So when did you transition to a role of leadership? Um, let's see. That would have probably been, I think I was 19, 19 or 20 when I, when I actually, like, I think I was 20 when I started actually managing. Did you see yourself, like, when you were a kid, like, someday taking over the family business? Or did you oh, think, yeah. oh, so I'm going to be... Absolutely. I can show you. I should have been a little more prepared. I could have brought my scrapbook. And it has, like, from Mrs. Job's class back in, like, 92 or something in my first first grade over Bailey Park. It says, I want to be just like my parents. I want to run a restaurant. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. So is that, was that a motivating factor from when you like started here on, like you just like, you were trying to absorb anything or? Mm, I don't know. I think maybe it's just all I knew and thought it was really fun. <laughs> you know, like I, I think, I think honestly that, that growing up and, and seeing that, I just, I thought that'd be the great, you know, you're making pizzas for one. I mean, you gotta love, like I said, you gotta love pizza. So I think, I think that was a big, big thing. And you know, you just, you know a lot of people too, you know. Well, for one, Grinnell's not that big a town, um, and you so you you're constantly meeting people. Um, you, you know, or they you know sure sure it's like you with your family. You know, you see people and they recognize you're like, oh, that's def that's definitely a deep. Yeah, like he's uh, you see him at the gas station or something, you know, and so they could say, oh yeah, I know your dad. I went to school with him or whatever, you know. So that's just stuff like that so it's fun just uh you know you're there's no strangers really i mean not to say that i don't like i said there's it's it's nice with a lot of construction people coming in you know that are working on the college or all the wind turbines and stuff or just people at the college you know they're getting people in for certain terms of the year or whatever so they come in and you meet them that way not to say i don't like strangers i don't want to put that out there but you know what i mean it's it's just fun to kind of half halfway recognize everybody yeah so, um, okay, so so you took over or you started management and when you were about 20. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, did you see, like, so when you started, did you see yourself eventually working up to management or what, what was the story that kind of led you to, how many managers do you guys even have? Like, we have three. Three. Including myself. Okay. So did you just, like, one day you're like, I'm just going to be a manager or? It just kind of kind of happened. We actually had a manager here. Um, growing up, I worked with Jeff Murphy. He was here for a long time. Um, and then things didn't work out with him and I was actually gone um, at school. So I wasn't here when all that went down. But then we got another manager. And uh, what definitely wasn't the style that I was used to. So I really learned a lot off of that as far as what to, what, how I like to be treated and then how I didn't like to be treated. So uh, whether it was he was doing the right thing or the wrong thing, I learned a lot from him. And uh, ultimately though, I learned a lot from, from Murph, from Jeff Murphy. He was a lot of fun to work with as a kid. Um, I spent the most time, and he taught me how to make pizzas. You know, I worked with him the most out of, out of anybody because he's here all the time. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun working with him. A lot of great memories. I mean, I can remember him uh, as a kid. You know, he worked here. I think he came in like 89 or 90 too. So I can remember him my whole life. So I can remember him picking me up over over his head. I mean, we had a great relationship. So 
it was hard when he he was gone. So, um, what from his aspect, like what parts of his leadership do you try to emulate today? Um, definitely being understanding to people's situations. Um, you know, when people need a night off, we make them get their own substitute. You know, unless they're like have the flu or something, you know, like you're not in any condition to find anybody for yourself. But, um, and the other thing is too, you, you know, yeah, it's like my grandpa's always said, you know, you never, you never want to stop working as far as not to say that you want to work yourself to death, but you always want to be there and be in the place as much as you can, you know, physically possible. Um, and that's what, that's what he did was, was sat there and worked with you and he wouldn't ask you to go do something that he wouldn't do himself or hasn't done, you know, so you had to respect level. That's a big thing. Okay. So, okay. So you took over, so you started management in your twenties. At what point, like, can you describe, how much can you describe the transition to ownership? Mm, I mean, being here so much as a kid, I felt like I owned the place. You know what I mean? As far as, um, not that I would personally was the owner. I mean, it was very deep respect level for what my parents had done and what they were doing. Um, Cause my dad was pretty, he would come in and kick the tires in the morning and stuff and make sure everything was going right. But as far as nights go, I never really worked with him a whole lot. Um, like I said, I worked with Murph or I worked with this other, other manager that, uh, so the transition was that I was kind of the eyes and ears of the place throughout the night. And then I could talk to my dad about that stuff during the day. And the nice thing is that he could relate to it cause he had been through all that. But, um, yeah, so the transition part, it was, I, I felt like as, as far as, you know, I, I ran the place and it was theirs and you had that respect, you know, at the end of the day that it's theirs. Like it's, it's not mine. I'm not writing the checks. I'm not, I'm not paying all the bills, but I'm making that money happen, you know, and making that energy happen of being here and making stuff go right. Okay. So really it was, it's kind of a hard, it's hard to explain. Um, but that's kind of how my transition was. So I, I kind of, I mean, Everybody's like, oh, you know, last, actually today, by the way, is June 1st, right? So this is the first day that we took ownership. So we've been in biz for a year as far as me and my wife, which okay. is pretty exciting. But um, as far as that goes, yeah, it was, I felt like nothing had changed when I took over ownership. Oh, wow. To put so it simply. You, you didn't feel any, like you were just. Nope, it's another day. Was there any anxiety or anything like before, uh, you, like right before you took it on? Other than my um, just getting getting through all that, getting to being an owner, that was really tough. Uh, that's a whole different story. Yeah, but yeah, um, as the only thing I was scared of is all the bills I have to pay. You know that that my debt load is is scary. Did you have to like so? Were you the one? So did you have to transition into like paying, like writing all the checks and stuff, or were you already doing um, something kind of like See, Haley, that my wife, Haley, does a lot of the back end stuff. Okay. As far as, you know, writing, making sure payroll's ready to go, 
um, paying bills and stuff like that and doing deposits. And I can do deposits and stuff too, but honestly, you get me back there, I understand how everything works, but as far as how everything's organized, like I, I'm lost. So I'd be screwed without her. Well, that's good. So she is, is it her official job? Like she's doing the back end stuff or does she have other stuff going on? Um, she outside of being a mom, of course. Right. No, she pretty much just works here and does this, uh, all the book work and stuff. She did work at, um, St. Francis as a, she's a nurse. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she's a nurse there. And, um, what was it? Once we were kind of leading up to ownership, so like mid-May, it's like you have to put your resignation in. I'm not handling this well because that, that back to like how it was transitioned, getting all your licensing and stuff ready is a pain in the butt. I mean, it's a lot of hoops to jump through, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, and a lot of time, and you have to sit there and check up on them. So that's pretty tough. Um, and that's on top of doing everything else in here. I mean, because like I said, my hands-on guy, you know, so you gotta, and at that time we didn't have a lot of extra help to where I could just say, okay, you, you know, you guys are going to do this today. I'm going to do this. Like it was just all added on my plate. So it was really stressful. So that back to that, that was pretty damn stressful actually. Do you feel that you're, you're past that then now that you're a year in or do you have more, um, or do you still have like some lingering things you're taking care of? Um, as far as like licensing and getting everything set up, no. I don't. I felt, I mean, I've been looking at like profit and loss reports for probably four, four years or so. So making, you know, so I had an idea of how everything as far as number wise worked and where this came from and how this was coded and stuff like that. And, um, but my, my mom's a whiz at that stuff. Like she's probably way too smart just to be doing back end stuff like that, you know? So she was a huge help, huge asset to have. Do you, uh, um, I, I lost it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you feel like you've stepped back at all in any areas or are you still just like 100% doing what you always did? No, I'm, if you ask Haley, she says I need to slow down and like <laughs> go down a gear because I keep getting, you know, I, you know, all these ideas pop in my head and I'm thinking, well, hell, this would, that, that could generate a lot of business. Why don't I do this? You know? So that's, and I, so like, I'm, I just had like two emails this morning about a little couple projects that I'm working on as far as marketing goes and stuff like that. So it's, I don't know. It's like a never ending grind. Yeah. As far as marketing goes, I mean, I feel like. I mean, this is just my own personal aspect of seeing you guys. Like, I feel like you guys have been on fire lately um, when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. Have you guys changed something recently? I mm -hmm. mean, as much as without giving away too many secrets, but like, right. you know, have you have you guys really just been changing things? Or we've, as far as you know, we've been a lot more involved in with the schools right now. Today, actually, just ended uh, a drive we were doing for Davis Elementary for nonfiction books. Um, so we're selling gift cards and, uh, all gift card proceeds from like, I think it was, what was that? I can't remember the date. Um, but for like three months, we're selling gift cards. Um, can't remember the official start date on that, but we're given 20% of our gift card sales to Davis school. And then also we had two nights, like, uh, 
where we'd share our profits and we we're sharing 20%. Of, we've never shared that much. Um, and I've actually never seen anybody share that much with of their sales with with anybody as far as like a, any other foundation or whatever. So we just got done doing that. Um, so that was huge. So with, like I said, we've always been involved in doing doing stuff with the schools. You know, we do $10 single toppings for any school related event, whether it's theater, or, uh, say a counseling group or, you know, whatever. It, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have to be the football team, you know. Um, so we've always been in that regard. And we've done stuff for like PTO night, um, PTO connect and donated like 10 or I think 10% of our sales then. But so in that regard, we've been getting a lot, a lot more involved. Um, and as far as other marketing goes, um, I did, we did have a, a gal on retainer every month for, I mean, it was like uh, 10, 11, 11 months she was on retainer because we did, we rebranded and her name was Jen Simons out of Iowa City, um, did a really nice job for us uh, and is done now. I mean, we just don't really have any big projects going as far as on that scale. So, but she did get our uh, website going for us, you know, which is really nice. Um, helped us rebrand everything. And she had a nice eye for that and was very good help. So. Yeah, there's, you guys are like, I mean, I was looking at your numbers on Facebook and I was like, it's insane how many people you have following you. I'll yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> and it, then it's you guys tough. just won best pizza place in Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, tell me, tell me a little bit of that story. Like, how did that even come up? I was, someone tagged me in it. There's always this. Someone will say, like Casey's, for instance, Casey's EI is doing best pizza in the state. So someone puts in, you know, packs or no, and either they tag me personally, and, hey, check this out, this is cool. So I'm like, hell yeah. So I, what I, my first post on that was, okay guys, I love releasing the hounds, let them hear it. And you know, and I do that on our Facebook. And people love to state their opinion, you know? And people love stating their opinion about pizza too. And we have the most loyal customers, hands down. I mean, it goes to show. We're in Little Grinnell, okay? There's so many pizza places out there. I mean, in the state. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that, that was definitely due to all our loyal customers. So, that was, so, like, all you did was just... Oh, I sent a message out. Oh, trust me. I hustled a little more than that. Okay. I mean, so we have, like, a text marketing deal like right. a tech, text club thing so i sent a text out on that i put stuff on my personal facebook page um because it's you know you gotta facebook screwy as you're probably beginning to see as far as like the algorithm of everything they don't want you to see they don't want you as like a business to be successful on facebook unless you pay for it you know so you have to kind of figure out what works and what works honestly the best it's just cool stuff. I mean, if you're just posting everyday stuff, uh, it, it, it'll, you'll get some likes, you'll get some attention from it. But it, it, if enough people see it and enough people like it, even because you're getting a less amount of people to see it, if people are liking that because it's really neat, like your like you're whole project, you know, people like that. So that's why you gained a lot of, of stuff is because, and you have less likes too right now, 
I mean, you'll get there. You just have to keep humming in on as far as likes. It's like a never, it's a never ending battle with that. But I've, we've had a Facebook page for, I think like eight years or something. I mean, so it's taken eight years to get to that. It seems like in a, like, it seems like a lifetime, you know? Well, yeah, eight years online is, is basically a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's people who've been on YouTube for like, uh, for example, for like 10 years and they're considered like OG. OG peeps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God. I bet. But no, then winning that though, that was really exciting. Even though it was like kind of non, non-official and they kind of used and abused us in a sense, as far as like restaurants go. Because, I mean, what did we get from, you know, we didn't really gain any other than a hell of a lot of exposure. Yeah, yeah. you can. And I'll take that all day. You know, I'll take that. That's free exposure. I wish they would do that once a month, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so that, but yeah, we crushed it. I mean, I can't remember like the statistics on it, but we were, I think we are at like 33% or something. Like we were 10% higher than anybody else oh wow out of like i think at the end it had like eleven thousand five hundred votes to do the math on that that's a lot of votes ahead of people so that's still if you think about it though that's like all like almost because you have like i think you have eight thousand almost it's dang close it's really close almost eight thousand followers um so that's a lot i mean not saying that every single person went out and voted (laughs) off of your facebook page but that's that's right you know yeah, because you got to think how many people are even still probably using it or use it very much. You know, yeah. there's probably a lot of people that just like stuff and never, never really do anything with it. But now, as far as that social stuff goes, you have to keep just posting stuff, and it's not easy. Like my brother uh, used to run the Poly Eyes in, in Johnston. He had a hell of a time getting good content out there because it wasn't really his passion. You know, now he's detailing cars and has his own detail business. He kills it. He's so creative with it. But you have to be you have to be interested in what you're posting. You know, it can't be just like another another task you got to do. You know, it's like cleaning the toilets before the end of the night. You're not really excited to do that. You know, but if you're say you're gonna go um, shut the lights off at the end, that's a task you like to do because you can get the hell out of there. You know, it's like it's like that with your it's your social media. You got to be interested in what you're in your content because people feel that and they see that and especially if you're doing live stuff you have to be you know excited about it people okay. people are very perceptive to it are you guys so you guys do you have a good time doing the social media stuff oh yeah you do it at first you know like at first the guys were like like hey i'm gonna go make a little so i'm gonna go make a little social post and they're like kind of like giggling about it. i was like Dude, it is not that easy to come up with content. It's not. Anybody who has done like an actual Facebook page or any social page could vouch for that for sure. Oh, yeah. it's, And to get it where people will engage, is it's hard. I mean, sure, I can throw stuff out there all day, but it's hard to, you know, my it's it's hard to come up with that stuff so then once they kind of realize that it's like oh yeah it's not just not just like a little fun thing he's going off to do you know it's it's something that is working and needs to be done and it's it's not that easy so they kind of laughed at me at first but then now they're like damn you have like almost eight thousand people on there and 
like people are really engaging in that whatever you do on there really works for you works for us and stuff like that so yeah it's it's fun but i love it it's it's a lot of fun so speaking of like you know kind of the atmosphere and working here and stuff how does it feel like for when you started as like a 14 year old uh kid now to being like an adult like taking over the leadership role um the dynamics with everyone you work with how does that can you explain to me like how that how that might have changed or how, how similar yeah, it was it's kind of hard i'll say like a lot of lingo at home uh to Haley, and she just doesn't get it she's like you're such a kid you know like you're such a big little kid <laughs> you know so working with because we do have a lot of like full-time people um that are you know say 18 and older and then we do have a lot of like high school type help too. So it's a nice dynamic of, of the young people who keep you, keep you young and keep you on your toes and stuff. And, um, but as far as like the feeling, I don't know. I kind of feel like a big kid. I feel like a big 14 year old man that has a lot more responsibility. Do you get along with everyone pretty well? Like, I mean, oh, was yeah. there ever a difficulty in that transition? Um, I've been here so long that it, a lot of people, honestly, when I said, okay, guys, we got to fill out new paperwork, uh, June 1st, I'm going to be the owner. And they're like, they're what, what you're, what do you mean? You're going to be the owner. You don't own it right now. I'm like, no, you know, so they had no idea. So they you thought that I was, that, that my name was on the sign and that I was here every day. So I just owned it. <laughs> so, so you basically grandfathered yourself into that transition pretty it's easy. kind of felt like it yeah. like i said earlier you know i didn't really feel like i i trained I, I mean i definitely felt as far as like pressure just because i have you know bills to pay now but as far as like the responsibility and everything else goes no i didn't feel any pressure i just had to get my licensing done and you know your restaurant license insurance and a liquor license and get in help get the health inspector and inspect everything and yeah it's good to go but yeah that's that was the nice thing like i am have a lot of respect for any business owner but um people that have been there for a long time and doing it and, and starting up you know i'm so fortunate that i could work here since i was 14 in my lifetime you know to see everything um, think of all that experience where other people go in, it's like sink or swim, you know, where I could walk in and be like, Hey, you know, like this is just kind of everyday stuff. You know, it's not, it wasn't like, you know, just, just throw me the wolves. I had a grasp on everything, which was nice. Very fortunate. So what time do you come in every morning? Uh, if I don't have anything going on, it's nine 30. Let's see. So I had some AC problems on last Sunday. So I was here from 9.30 and I left at 3.40 and I went and took a shower and I came back at four and then I left at 12.30. That's a day. You left at 12.30, do you come back at night or? Um, so what, that'd be like 15 hours basically. Oh, 12.30 last night or 12.30 at night. 12.30 in the morning. Wow. Is that, is, that, is that about how long it takes you guys to kind of close up? At the end? Um, yeah, it, especially, you know, being a holiday weekend, 
you know, last with Memorial Day, you know, Sunday wasn't Sunday, it was Saturday. So people stayed out later, which was nice and kind of gave us more to do at the end of the night instead of just clean up. Okay. So, so what's it? Um, so let's, let's get away from the restaurant a little bit. What's it like? Uh, what do you guys do? You and Haley, what do you guys do in the community? Like whenever you're, when you go, if you guys have like a day off, you want to go and do something. What right. do you guys like to do? Okay. So like this weekend, um, Wednesday, we went to the pool. The Grinnell College pool's open. So we went and hit that up. Um, I got some stuff done at home. I mowed, got some yard work done, kind of typical everyday stuff. Uh, then, let's see, we had Paisers in T-ball. So we went to a T-ball game Thursday night. Um, kind of dinked around the house Thursday during the day. We had a like a conference for preschool, three-year-old preschool over at Fairview. So we went and did that with Miss Jan and her crew over there. And pretty much what we like to do, if there's ever any community events like we missed last night, uh, first night of music in the park, that's a great thing to go do. Um, especially after the, like it started getting, the sun started going down, it was a beautiful night. You know, we kind of regretted not being able to go to that, but with T-ball and everything, and then you gotta get dinner and stuff, and Pacey might get a little grumpy. and. So it just really wasn't wasn't worth it that night, but so kind of stuff like that. If we can ever, we like to go out to eat, you know. Um, so we, you know, sometimes you want to break from slaving away. Even though I, I I love to cook at home too, and and Haley does too, you know. Whether it's trying a new recipe or just even just grilling out. What do you guys like to cook? Like, um, have you guys ever? Have you guys ever made pizza at home? No. <laughs> Honestly, though, there's times where I'll crave pizza at home, and I'll take a frozen pizza home and, and cook it. I mean, I'd tell you I could eat it every day. And I've actually ate it for all, all courses because shouldn't broadcast this, but I did have a Casey's breakfast pizza. I mean, that's not that bad. You know? but, <laughs> yeah. so oh, I, no! So one day I had, like, Casey's breakfast pizza, right? And then... I had, we had a lunch order here, so I ate pizza for lunch, and then I just kind of forgot I ate pizza for lunch, and I ate pizza for dinner. So I've had it for three courses before. Just <laughs> living and breathing pizza. That's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yep. But th that's really what we like to do. If there's any community events, we try to get out to those. That's always fun. Um, like this winter, we went to a few, when the girls' basketball team was really kicking ass, we went to that. Uh, we went and supported them as much as we could. You know, my schedule's goofy. So it's hard to get to some sporting events, but I took a couple Tuesday nights off because I get off early on Tuesdays anyway. And we went to a couple of those and then of course went to the state game. And it was fun. That's, going to sporting events is really fun. And it's, and it's fun now knowing like customers that have kids, you know, people you get to know through the restaurant are just in the community anyway. And then they have kids that are playing in the sports, you know, so kind of seeing that is really fun or you have kids that work here and that are in in activities and stuff so that's it's cool to support them because it's cool to see them outside of this element in, in their own so i like that okay so okay so what kind of advice would you have for like someone who's thinking about taking on like a restaurant position like maybe uh maybe buying their own restaurant or maybe even just taking over a management position mm -hmm. oh man i would 
there's nothing more respectable about, like I said earlier, is having somebody as a as a leader or manager to have someone that is capable of doing the person that you're managing's job, you know, so your employee's job. Make sure you can do everything and make sure that you are, are capable of doing everything. And, you know, honestly, you're going to have to be willing to do that, too, because not every, you know, not everybody can show up sometimes and uh, you're going to have to lend a helping hand. So really um, just just being capable and, and disciplined enough to be able to do that stuff, because not everybody does that. And um, but you're going to have to as far as opening like a restaurant or being a manager, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work as hard as them guys. And then you're going to have to do you're going to have to be a step up above that. At least that's in, that's in my eyes. That's what's worked for me. And I've seen work. So that would be my best advice. Just be ready to put your work pants on. <laughs> All really. Right. All right. So um, the next question, this is, this is a really hard one for some people. So you can take just a little bit of time to kind of think about it if mm -hmm. you want. But um, what, so like, what kind of impact do you feel that you make on the community? Hmm. Really? That's not too hard. Um, probably one of the coolest parts of my job, again, is working with like younger people. And so I never, never get old except for losing my hair, getting a few wrinkles. Um, so working with kids, especially, you know, you don't want to sound like an old grandpa, but times do change. You know, I graduated in 2004 and as far as like the work crew goes, the work, the work crew has changed big time. Um, kids have 10 times as more activities. Um, and I think they're great because it keeps them out of trouble and keeps them doing stuff. And I think sports are great too, or other, you know, other sort of activities are great. There's more opportunity for kids, but I also think, uh, going to work and being accountable is, there's nothing really like that. So working with, working with kid, younger kids, especially when it's like their first job, or maybe they have gone out and had another job so they know. They kind of know the ropes, but then bringing them in and showing them the way that I do things or that our crew does things, um, having respect for them, uh, having a safe work environment for people, um, showing them, showing them good work ethic and that people, people do care about you, you know, as far as, uh, a work environment is. So that's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's one of my, and you know, showing them, showing them a work ethic. Some kids come in here, they've never heard of, they've never even heard the word mop, except for like a flashcard, you know, at school or something. You know what I mean? Like they have no idea. So showing them how to sweep and mop and use their elbows and get some elbow grease in there, you know, it's, it's gratifying. The other thing we can do too is, um, is providing a nice place to come. You know, it's like I've had people tell me like, thanks for keeping your gnome you know, the vitality of Grinnell, you know, like drop restaurants, draw people in. I was just talking about this with like Jim Beckman the other day. Um, he said, you know, good for you for winning that award. You know, that'll bring people to Grinnell. I said, oh yeah, you know, I, I hope so. And that's, you know, that's what our article said in, in the registers. You know, it's not a win for just, for just PAGs, you know, it's a win for Grinnell. Bring people in. 
you know, whether they have a wait outside or maybe they come in a little early and they just scoop the loop, you know, look at all the businesses downtown or other restaurants, you know, other restaurants and, um, and, and us and just like gift shops, whatever, what have you. So it just brings people, people in. So that's really cool. And we've been here a long time. So that, I mean, a lot of people know about us, have a good reputation and stuff. So that does bring people in. So that's, that's kind of like one of the bigger contributions as far as that goes. Okay. And then the final question. Okay. What is it that you love about Grinnell? Um, man, there's, there's always something to do, you know, whether you kind of have to look for it sometimes because stuff might not be broadcasted or advertised enough, you know, but there's always something to do. It's a really safe, safe town. Um, like I said, you kind of, there's familiar faces everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's, and like I said, you can get anywhere in like five minutes, which is great. Except for right now with all the road construction, which I'm thankful for, but it's tough to get like a straight shot anywhere. Um, but no, Grinnell's, I don't know. There's, I could go on and on, but you can get places quick. It's safe. Uh, you know, I, I feel like people are more accountable because they know they're going to see you again. You know, so if you do have an issue with someone, you know, you can either smooth it out or it's not like a big city where you can just go run and hide some, you know, you're not, you're going to run into these people. So you got to be nice and, and like accountable for your actions, you know? So I, I think that people are just damn nice here and I like it. All right. That's perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting down on this interview with me. Oh yeah, you bet. All right. Is there anything else? Uh, you just kind of, you want to do like a shout out or something like that, you know, like um, a, come to Polly. Yeah. Like not really. I mean, okay. that's yeah, not really. That's all I got. Hey guys, if you enjoyed listening to this interview, please hit us up at Facebook and Twitter and hit follow. Also, if you want to donate to the project, you can go to patreon.com slash faces of Grinnell and follow us there. You can donate up to $5 and be able to see the video interviews three days before everyone else. Also, if you want to be able to see the video interviews, hit us up at youtube.com and follow us there. Hit subscribe, hit that bell icon so you know when the interviews are live right away. Thanks, guys.